Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Free is our favorite word, like free refills. At Morgan & Morgan, our fee is free. You don't pay anything unless we win your case. Injured? Call Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. It's free! Rock him a state. Rock him a And I'm joined by Nick Roush. Nick, how you doing, my man? Man, the Depth Chart Podcast, back better than ever. It's Kentucky football camp time. And Freddie, as much as we love doing these podcasts at SEC Media Days with our friends from Morgan & Morgan, it's good to have actual football happening in the bluegrass. Yeah, thanks to our friends at Morgan & Morgan. Town law says it all. Uh, absolutely, Nick. And I'm, I'm 100% fascinated with this new thing on my computer right now. <laughs> Maria had to help me get in. I had to do Google Chrome or something like that and click and paste and all this. And now I can see you and I can see, man, this yeah. is cool stuff, bro. I like it. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. We're going to yeah. be using it all season long. Uh, you can watch us. I know you can still listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but you can also watch us uh, by subscribing to the KSR YouTube channel. If you haven't done it yet, please yeah. do it. Uh, we got a lot of cool content coming out. Freddie's out on the scene. Even you're producing video now, Freddie. You're making yeah. you, you and your technology. I mean, if listen, anybody knows tech, it's you. Listen, I learned how to do YouTube on my TV. I know how to do Netflix on my TV now. Wow. And I can tell you, I just talked to our boss, Maria, uh, who's awesome, by the way. She said we have 10,000 subscribers and we need to get to 20,000. So Woo. tell your friends about us. Let's do it. If I can figure this out, you can figure this out. One thing I can figure out, Nick Roush, is the game of football. Yes. Uh, that's one thing I do know a little bit about. Today we're going to talk about linebackers and the defensive line. Mm -hmm. uh, I think when you talk when, when when you look at the linebacker position, you have to divide them up. Obviously, the inside linebackers I think is a team strength because of experience and because of quality of play. DeAndre Square uh, is a super veteran he's a coach on the field very mature leader of that defense i like him a lot with jacques jones that that's two dynamic playmakers and also when you have that much experience when you have that many snaps in the southeastern conference you can play games on the inside now what i mean about that is is you can run twist stunts you can you can uh, disguise pass run uh, coverages and blitz you can do a whole lot there nick with those two 
But behind them, there's not a drop-off with Derek Jackson, uh, uh, Martez Thrower, and Trevon Wallace. you got five guys that are SEC starter level in that inside linebacker room. Yeah, and, and Freddie, it's one of those things, too, that we, we might take for granted the experience. But, you know, Brad White made the point, like, DeAndre Square, he played significant snaps on that 2018 defense. Yeah. One of the best defenses ever. Uh, we've just been talking about him forever. It feels like we get different players, though, because he's changed his number every other year. But Square is a constant pro, and we really saw that at the open practice, just how much it benefits yeah. having that experience in the middle of the defense as your quarterbacks of the defense. Because yeah. They can anticipate what's happening before it happens, whether it's in the run or in the uh, pass. And the good thing about it is, is with with uh, a square and Jones, you really don't have to give them a lot of snaps in camp. You mm-hmm. you can rest them, and I think that's what uh, Mike Stoops is doing. Cor- uh, uh, Courtney Love is is there as well, helping with the linebackers. So I think you're getting them some some rest, some reps, but you got to you know they're veterans, so you, you allow the younger three to get involved there. But DeAndre Square is a very mature young man. I, I knew him as an incoming freshman and as a true freshman. And he was mature then. He's mature now. And he is the leader of that defense. Also, uh, you know, you have Jacquez Jones come over from Ole Miss last year. He, he, he was injured, didn't get a lot of camp, battled some injuries last year. I don't think we've seen the best version of Jacquez Jones yet. I think you're going to see it in 2022. And then with those rotational players behind on the inside, uh, you're going to get, you know, get the starter some re- some rest, some relief. Mm-hmm. But also those three are going to be your key players on special teams. They're going to be your coverage guys. Uh, they're going to be the the the, uh, the kickoff team, the punt team, punt return team. You know, in, anytime you can have an abundance of linebackers, that trickles over to the third phase or special teams, and I think that's advantage for Kentucky. No, and, and Freddie, you know, we, we talk about the depth. Um, the We saw it in the Citrus Bowl. I mean, DeAndre Square had one leg, and he was out there playing because yeah. that, that position, you it's a, it takes a lot of wear and tear on, on an athlete when they're in the middle of an SEC defense. It just does. Yeah, it so does. To have guys like Trevin Wallace and D-Jack uh, – where they would be starting for most Southeastern Conference football teams. Yeah. Now Kentucky has both of them able to, to to where instead of playing, I don't know, let's say a defense gets what, 75 snaps a game, instead of having to play 60 of them, maybe now they only got to play 45 of them. Yeah. That, that adds up over time. That adds up over time. And so that's why I, I think your expectations are going to be really high for this inside linebackers room this fall. They are certainly the strength of the Kentucky defense. Yeah, and you said it right because when you uh, when you don't have to play as many snaps, you get the better version of that defensive player, DeAndre Square, Jock West Jones, where you can have them fresh at all times, substitute in, and not have a drop off. Now that is that is something that we've seen with Mark Stoops on the offensive line uh, under John Schlarman, uh, rotated players. You're getting fresh linemen in all the time. Now the defense is caught up, especially on the inside linebacker group. Uh, to have fresh players, and I think that's a significant advantage. And then uh, going to the edge, Nick, I think uh, I think Jordan Wright's uh, return for a super year has not been talked about enough, not emphasized enough, because uh, especially with Vito Tisdale's injury, 
at nickel. With Jordan right there and J.J. Weaver, you can play a lot of base 3-4. I mean, a true 3-4 with four linebackers. And and Jordan Wright out there is athletic and is dynamic as a fifth defensive back, but he's long. He's six four. He he can play the pass. He can rush the passer. He is the explosive play on defense. And then JJ Weaver is is a player, Nick, that I think can can move into that star role. Kentucky's had some star players at that position before. Obviously, Josh Allen, Bud Dupree. Uh, players like that. So I think JJ, I'm not saying JJ Weaver is that player, but I'm saying he can develop into Kentucky's designated pass rusher and take a the proverbial next step. I hate using that phrase, but it's true in becoming a a, a consistent performer. Now we're going to see a healthy version of both, hopefully. Yeah, because yeah. last year we didn't get that. Jordan Wright missed a lot of time. Excuse me, missed a lot of time. J.J. Weaver coming off that knee injury. I'm not sure we saw the best of either one of them last year, but and they were still good. But this year you get both of them. I think Kentucky plays a lot of base with four linebackers. Well, and you talked about Wright and his ability to kind of take a, mitigate some of that loss by Vito Tisdale. Yeah. I mean, Wright has never in his career – been just like uh like boogie watson had a huge year where he had a ton of sacks right has not had that year but every year he does just a little bit of everything uh, we, yeah. we mentioned that he meant, missed some of that like about half the games last season only appeared in six games but in the last three seasons he's had at least four tackles for loss he's got seven and a half career sacks that was slow down last year but an interception four force fumbles in his career he had that scoop and score to end the belt pull. he's just been a a guy that does a little bit of everything. You know, he's got 10 career pass deflections. Like, he he does so much. Um, and, and what we saw in that practice, too, he's played so much football. You you spoke to him at UK Football Media Day. That knowledge of yeah. the game, that, that ability to anticipate what an offense is doing. Is it going to be a pass? Is it going to be a run? That extra half step, I mean, that's the difference between, uh, you know, a completion and an interception. Yeah, um, I agree. having that there is so critical. And then to add to this, Freddie, having guys behind JJ and Jordan. I mean, George, JJ was at like what seventy five percent last year, and he was having yeah. to play all of the snaps because they just didn't have anybody else. Yeah, the, the Cats brought in a talented, talented group of incoming freshmen at the edge. Yeah, they did. And, and as a former quarterback, I can tell you right now. J.J. Weaver and Jordan Wright are, are a nightmare. Uh, one, because they can get to you. They, they can influence you as a quarterback. You know they're, they're going to get home at a high percentage. It's home being they're going to they're disrupt the passer. But two, you can't account as a quarterback. You know, you see quarterbacks counting and pointing before snap. You can't, you, you can't do anything with four weak. <clears throat> Meaning, you know, you count the players, one, two, three defenders. One, two, three, four is the unblockable defender. So, I mean, with, with, with Jordan Wright, you know, he, he's up on the line. Is he blitzing? Is he going to drop? I mean, there's a lot of pre-snap games that those two can play mm-hmm. that throws a wrench into especially the RPO world that yeah. we're in now. And, you know, do you, you know, if you see, for example, if you see Jordan Wright, okay, he's blitzing. They're, they're man coverage. So, I think this is a blitz. Do you check your protection package and slide over to block him? And then he drops 
So in essence, he's influencing the, the uh, pass catcher just by faking the blitz. There's so many games that you can play when you have those guys on the edge, especially and, experienced guys, Freddie. Guys, like Brad White, we've seen it all. We, we, he gets some criticism, and Mark Stoops is even in general gets criticism for playing a little vanilla because it's yeah. big on let's keep everything in front, let's contain, contain. You don't have you, you you can get a little crazy with these yeah. guys in there, and I think that I'm I'm glad you mentioned too the games they can play just individually, yeah. the little jab steps, yeah, where you you particularly against quarterbacks that can run like Anthony Richardson in week yeah. two down in the swamp at Florida. I, I mean, I go back to the play, Josh Pascal, he was on the edge for that call, but it was something like third and three of Louisville. It was the point of the game before Louisville quit because they knew they were going to just get lose by a million. But Malik Cunningham had like a third and short and they ran the option and Pascal just gave a little bit of a step, a half step, to the outside, so Cunningham thought he could run it, and just Pascal just yeah. destroyed him. Like those plays, if you that tackle for loss, it went from a you can go for it on fourth down to you're kicking an actual difficult field goal, and that was one that Louisville missed. And after that, Kentucky went down and scored. The game was over. Those kind of plays that that's the kind of stuff that you expect from an experienced edge. Now a freshman like you know Tyree Spearbury, four star from Pitt. Yeah, we, we saw him intercept a pass during practice the other day. He was a lot better looking than I anticipated. He he was really built in well, uh, not as skinny as I thought. But those kind of guys, there's probably going to be some times where it's like they're just going to make some aggressive mistakes and, you know, it, it, it's going to cost you. You try to mitigate them. But when Weaver and Wright are in there, they're, they're smart enough, they're heady enough yeah. to be able to force those big tackles for a loss. Yeah, and then, you know, with, with the, let's, let's just talk pass rush for a minute. Uh, with with the 3-4, you have your organic defensive lineman, your nose tackle, defensive end, defensive tackle, and they have rush lanes. And let's say you are bringing your, your edge defenders to on, on a blitz. Veteran experience, what that means with those two outside guys, with Wright and Weaver, is they're not going to get outside their rush lanes. They know exactly how to rush and to keep the, the perimeter or the edge set where the quarterback cannot escape to the outside. Now, when you get into Wade and Fairbury, you might not get that because they're going to see quarterback get quarterback. That's when they get out of the rush lanes, and then the quarterback can scramble out. So there's a lot of gamesmanship that can be played uh, with, with the veterans in the blitz but with Wade and Fearbury, I think you're going to have certain down and distances, especially early in the season, maybe not in Florida, but against Miami, Youngstown, mm-hmm. et cetera. You're going to, I think Brad White's going to put them in the game and say, okay, see quarterback, get quarterback. <laughs> you know, and because they're, they don't know, they're not aware of the specifics of an offensive tackle blocking, how they're going to block them. They're not aware of, Oh man, nobody's blocking me. I'll get upfield and bam, they get they pushed get ran, yeah they get pushed out by a guard and here goes the running back. So uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, learning this year mm-hmm. with Wade and Fairbury, but they're very talented, and I think you're going to see a lot of them in games more so uh, than we've seen depth at the edge before. I think you're going to see them early in the season just in case they're needed later on. But uh-huh. those two are talented. Uh, uh, but, again, I, I go back to the experience of Wright and Weaver. 
uh, you know, speaking of experience, Morgan & Morgan has over 800 attorneys throughout the country. They're going to win for you, and uh, you, only, you, know, you only pay them when you win. So experience matters and experience counts. It's very important, and I really like this collection of linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I like it not only in the physical, okay, uh, the tackles, the sacks, tackles for loss, interceptions, whatever. I like it where Brad White can get deeper and deeper into that playbook you know, in his call sheet yeah. with these linebackers because last year you really couldn't do that. And in, in, in the football is an 11, 11 player uh, experience. The reason Brad White couldn't get creative last year, you had JJ Weaver that was coming back off injury. Jordan Wright was injured most of the season, and you had three corners. One being a former, yeah. you couldn't play games because you can't. Leave, you couldn't leave those corners running on every play and man to man because you wear them out. So this year, there's more depth at corner. I think safety is good with Asian and Geiger and then Zion coming over. Uh, so I think the defensive back, the secondary in general is going to be better than it was last year, which frees up Brad White to play some games up front and get after the quarterback. I think you're going to see a more aggressive game plan from Brad White in 2022 than you did in 2021. You mentioned, too, uh, 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 the way that he can – just kind of let the freshman go, uh, pull the pin, take off the gloves, just say, go get him. And I, I hate to keep bringing up Josh Pascal, um, but love that guy. Made a lot of big plays in his career. And similar to Fearbury who, and, and Wade, who were both highly regarded recruits that they just needed to, to see some snaps, that game down at Southern Miss when Josh Pascal was a freshman, it, Southern Miss is backed up our own two-yard line. Kentucky – Calls in, I think they called it the magic package back then. Yes. And Pascal was down in a three-point stance. They run a twist, and it was just, all right, hey, take a step back, run straight into the A-gap, and that's just where the ball went. And Edo Smith, I think he's still picking up his jock crap <laughs> down there, and he got hit so hard. That's the kind of fun stuff you can do yeah. with some of these guys. And the one we didn't mention uh, was Noah Matthews. And he, yeah. I know he's more of a there's, – there's a lot more raw skills there, a lot yeah. more to work on. But Brad White, he loved that late signing day edition. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good the edge is a good good mixture of, of, of experience and youth, but the youth is very talented. Um, now the next grouping, Nick is is not very experienced, nope. and that's the defensive line. Um, is it a concern right now? Uh, maybe it's not a worry. It, it's a unknown. Uh, yeah. for, for a lot of the for a lot of the defensive linemen, I think you look at the, the starting rotation group. Uh, Trayvon Ripka, defensive end, flashed last year against Iowa. I, I've liked him since he got on campus. Uh, 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 Henry Young, right there. Sam Manelli, you can't forget about him. And then in the middle, Justin Rogers. It's time for that five star to earn that five star status. And and with him, you have some uh, you have Dinkins and some other. Uh, Josiah Hayes that can play multiple positions. But I think the anchor of the defensive line is Octavius Oxendine. Uh, he's dropped some weight. He's moving better. Uh, was playing extremely well before he was lost last year yeah. due to injury. I think Ox is going to have a big year. And if Kentucky has that front three designated pass rusher and disruptor, I think it's Octavius Oxendine. But the true freshman, Deion Walker, is getting all kinds of love. 
And then you still have Khalil Sanders and some others. So with the defensive line, Nick, there is a lot of them. A lot of them were highly ranked coming out of high school. But we've yet to see the production match. Now they're in, what, year two, three, except except for Deion Walker who's in year one. You would think that their development would be where uh, Amwar Stewart can play a bunch of them, can rotate them in fresh and not have a drop-off. So I think the defensive line is going to be uh, more by rotation than individual star. But if there is a star on that defensive front, it could be Octavius Oxenbach. Yeah, and, and I think the if I had one word to describe the defensive line, it's it's potential. Yeah. You know, this this 2020 recruiting class yeah. was one of the best recruiting classes in Kentucky football history, and a big reason why is because of how they recruited on the defensive line. Their entire starting line is going to be recruits from that 2020 recruiting class and even one of them that he's not going to start he's going to be in the rotation and his career actually began at Ohio State that's Darian Henry Young he'll be rotating in with Trayvon Ripka but they're all 2020 guys who were four four and five star recruits Um, and you know I I, I talked a lot about Pascal earlier the guy replacing Josh Pascal Trayvon Ribka he had his moments Uh, you mentioned that Iowa game he had a huge tackle for loss to help force one of those late punts for the Hawkeyes that helped spark Kentucky's comeback. Um, yeah. Ripka, I, he was like the – him and Rodgers, I feel like they're cut from the same cloth where there's a lot of flash but not a lot of consistency. Yeah. And I think some of that is it comes with growing up. You know, like Josh Paschal was an exception because he, he he's been a 20 – he's acted like a 30-year-old. He's been more mature than me. Since yeah. I was in college, you know, yeah, like, the square, same, same. Yeah. 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 Like they just, they're just more mature. But for a lot of these guys, you know, it takes a little while to grow up. Yeah. And I think I really like what I saw from Ribka just yeah. from the spring to the summer workouts. Uh, not only how serious he's taken himself as a tactician in the, in the finer details um, when working in the individual workouts, but I know part of the, the equation for him and Rogers, it was their body, yeah. right? It was not only, being big, but also being able to play big and move well. Like Freddie, you and I, we can we can put on weight if we want to, but we can't move well. Like no, they, no, you <laughs> they, know they they have to still be big and still move well. And I really like the way they moved at a, at a recent open practice. You know, I I watched them closely at, when I when I saw practice, and one drill that I really appreciated from this defensive line was the double team drill. Not fun drill. You get guard center, guard tackle on one defensive lineman, and you got to fight through that. And I saw a lot of growth in that drill. That's a difficult ask for a defensive lineman is to fight through double teams. I don't think Kentucky has a player that's going to be consistently double teamed, but a lot of plays call for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I, I think if I had a word uh, to describe how I feel – that is that's necessary for this defensive line group. It's trust because offensive offenses have evolved. Okay, you're going to face a few uh, offenses in 2022 that's not going to let you substitute Tennessee, yeah. Ole Miss, and some others. Florida, if they go fast, the three you got on the field, unless there's an injury or, or out of bounds or something, that's the three you're going to have to play with. 
So Anwar Stewart has developed this group and it does a tremendous job, but he's going to have to be able to trust those defensive linemen because you get on the field and against certain opponents, you're stuck and you're going to have to play several snaps. That's something, you know, trust and endurance are a couple factors that I don't think are discussed enough when it comes to defensive line play, especially against the up-tempo uh, offenses. Now, Justin Rogers, you know, it's his time. He, he You know, you had Quentin Bohanna now with the Cowboys, uh, Bully McCall with the Panthers. Now Justin Rogers has waited his turn. It's his time in the middle. It's his time. Yeah, and, and if Rodgers doesn't step up, though, uh, the one thing that you can you can count on uh, is, is Josiah Hayes is right there, too. He's a former four-star talent uh, in the middle of the U.K. defense, where they do uh, – th that is the one thing Freddie mentioned. It is kind of by rotation on this defensive line. Uh, so if one guy isn't stepping up, they can quickly get in another one. And that creates a quality product, kind of like the quality products produced – of our friends at Port Royal Plants, uh, a Kentucky proud product. Port Royal Plants is grown, processed, and manufactured in the Commonwealth of Kentucky because your mind and body deserve quality products that you can trust, just like that Kentucky defensive line. Visit portroyalplants.com to learn more and try out their all natural CBD products. Uh, we're at the end of the summer, and I, I know my wife, she's not immune to this. Mosquitoes, they love her, they love my son. Um, they, they eat them up all day. Just check out Port Royal Plants, natural uh, CBD tick, mosquito, and bug spray. Port Royal Plants has everything you need. Uh, try them out today. And a big special thank you to our friends at Port Royal Plants for sponsoring the Depth Chart Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I used it last night. I went to Woodford County practice and uh, wow. used it, you know, because, you know, you're outside at night. You get those flying creatures, yeah. and, you know, I, I – Sprayed down. It worked for me. You know, you know what, Freddie? Though I, I, I know you're a, a man of higher thought, higher intelligence. You, you, you're, you're one of the smartest individuals I've ever been around. Answer this scientific question for me. Yeah. How come mosquitoes like certain people, like my wife, but they refuse to bite me? I might get two mosquito bites an entire year. I, they just don't like me. I don't know. Is it because my, my skin's tough? What, what, what? What's the deal? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, Maybe they're uh, sweeter, so that's why they like them? I don't know. But, it, you know, when, me and Ellie are outside. I mean, they attack her just like – I don't know why. Uh, same with me. They, they wear me out. So that's why Fort Roll is good for me. Hey, it's a veteran. It's an RN. And it's a woman-owned company. So awesome. it's a Kentucky Proud product uh, in Fort Roll, Kentucky. So we thank them and look forward to using their products this year, especially uh, as I cross the Commonwealth, man. Yeah. You know, and, and on my tour, and you got you got to stop coming up later on. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, the 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 Kroger, uh, Freddie. I, this is my first one, so forgive me for not Kroger hometown tour, correct? Uh, Kroger hometown community tour. Hometown community yeah. tour. You're I was at Whitman County. I've been at uh, uh, Franklin County. I'm going to Great Crossing in Madison Central, nice. Frederick Douglass, and you're going uh, yeah. off the river. Yeah, going to so, see uh, 
you're going to see a talented recruit over at New Albany High School, maybe hang out at Pleasure Ridge Park, my own stopping grounds, yeah. and catch up with Absolutely. the UK football commit. But, um, you know, it was it's back to school in Louisville uh, today, so that means high school football is around the corner. And yeah. the chance our Kroger game of the week is going to be back as well, right? Yeah, yeah we start next Friday. So Oh, man, uh, I'm fired up. Just yeah. to, that I, like walking outside and when you don't feel that just disgusting heat, there's a difference in that cool Friday night air where there's pads popping. Oh, man, I, I, I'm so pumped. We, we got a small taste of football. Uh, this last week where we got to watch Kentucky football practice. Um, Luke Fortner played in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. Um, but it's not the same as watching those uh, those kids across the state play football on Friday nights. No. You know, uh, last night I, I got to interview uh, Tristan Cook, Ball State commit, Aiden Nelson, Ball State, and then got my first look at – well, my, I saw him last year as a freshman, Mal- Malachi Smith. Uh, a rising sophomore at Woodford County. UK's already offering. Let me tell you something, Nick Rouse, that kid can do it, man. Really? He, oh, yeah. He is a nice-looking athlete. Uh, long, uh, moves well fast. Uh, I can see why Kentucky loves him. Uh, he is good. He's, if you're looking for a freshman, a sophomore, somebody, a player that's going to blow up this fall, it's Malachi mm-hmm. Smith uh, from Woodford County. He, he is getting ready to, to get on the scene, but – well, man, Woodford, they, man, they were um, they were awesome last year, man. They're on the right. One game away, you know. They got beat by South Warren in the semifinals in five A. So uh, thirteen and one, they brought a lot of players back. So we'll see how that goes. But you know, just to sum up, Nick, with the linebackers, I mean, mature, veteran, experienced, solid. I mean, that's 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 one of the better inside linebacker groupings that I've seen at Kentucky. DeAndre Square is closing in on a 300 tackle club. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he can reach that this year. The edge, the two starters are dudes, man. Jordan Wright, J.J. Weaver, uh, I think both of those guys could have big years. You can play a lot of games with them if you're Brad White. And then the, and then the young guys, Fearbury, uh, Wade, we'll see how that goes out. Yeah. They're going to need experience. But there's a lot of talent at both linebacker positions. I'm excited to see these guys on the field and watch them work against Miami. It's, it's when you lay it out that way too, it's kind of a, it's, it's a unique dichotomy. So like, I, I'm not really worried about Kentucky's run defense. Um, because as Brad White said, it's a mix of old and young. So like yeah. on the back, like Jacquez Jones and Deandre square, they were like mid to low three-star recruits. Yeah. Um, at, then you look down I mean, D-Jack just got a camp offer and committed to Kentucky yeah. like on the spot. Then you look at the defensive line, it's a bunch of talented dudes yeah. without a ton of experience. So yeah. we've got a nice yin and yang here. We just need to find balance uh, to make sure that this Kentucky defense is fitting the run well. And another thing that you know, we, we don't really it, – it's probably like a week three camp story, but how much better is this offense going to make the defense as well? Like – they're going to be able to defend 23 personnel. How many yeah. other teams in the SEC have ever faced 23 personnel at yeah. all in practice? Yeah, you're getting good looks from the offense. You're getting yeah. a lot of varied, a lot of uh, multiple personnel groupings, formations, motions, mm-hmm. a lot of ways that Scangarello was attacking that defense. Now, I, w- I will say this. The open practice, the defense won mm-hmm. that day, but the offense probably won the day before or after. It goes back and forth. Yeah. And some of that is scripted by the coaches. 
Like when when you have a team drill, a team eleven on eleven. If you want, if the defensive or offensive coordinator wants to get a certain look, you'll those plays are scripted, and you'll put your offense in a bad position to see how they react, or right. you'll put your defense based on calls in a bad position to see how how they react. Now with Square and Jones, they're going to react positively because they've seen everything. Yeah. They've seen every kind of offense. They've seen all kinds of personnel. So they're going to put the defense in the right call of us. I do think you're right with the run fits. are going to be good because that defensive line, the word I'm looking for there is trust. I mm-hmm. mean, Amar Stewart's going to have to be able to trust the three he's got on the field because, again, the, the, the offenses that Kentucky's going to face, you get on the field, you're not coming off mm-hmm. until the offense says they're coming or there's an injury. So – there's going to have to be a lot of development there. I do think that Zion Walker is a player to watch for because of his size, speed, athletic ability. He's going to play, and he'll he'll have some learning moments. Octavius Oxendine, if there is a star on that defensive front, it could be him. Yeah, and, and Freddie, you talked about just some of those tough situations you can be put in. Yeah, you know. Um, for example, um, I'm just going to be the for example guy this podcast ready. But, you know, if, if there's a lot of young receivers right now, yeah, they can Kentucky can just put them in a they can put the offense in a pitch by running a blitz. And even though Dane is is a pretty cerebral player and he's been there for a month, does he know that he needs to stop his route short right. yeah. to turn his head because Will's just got to get rid of the ball? Like those, right. those are the little things. That you you need to practice in practice. You need to fail in practice to yeah. learn from them, so that when game time comes, you're, it's a seamless transition. Yeah, and, and that's why you know I, I know Will was 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 pretty rough on himself for throwing mm-hmm. some picks. But listen, this is the time of camp you you make those throws to test out those receivers. You make and you also test yourself, so you mm-hmm. take more chances earlier on in camp. Uh, and that's okay to take those chances. And you know, you get picked up, so so be it. Uh, you know, you know not to do it next time. You know that your trust with that receiver may may or may not be there. Uh, I think once Kentucky evolves into the game planning portion of camp, gets through these first couple weeks, you're going to see some the playbook shrink a little bit, and, and start. And Scangarello is going. Okay, we're going to do what we do well. And here, here are the plays that we do well. The plays that we didn't do well, we'll toss them out. We'll keep them uh, in the back if we need them. But here, here's what we're going to do. And that playbook shrinks a little bit, and you start getting ready for game action. But I'm not worried about Will Levis whatsoever. Uh, so um, I'm curious, Freddie. You, you talked about this is the time of camp where you, you throw more interceptions. Who Who is picking off Freddie Maggard back in 1988 during uh, – Ron Robinson used to get me all the time. Ronnie Rob, he was he was my nemesis, man. He <laughs> he he played that safety position in the wide tackle six. And then those outside linebackers got me just because of the reason I was talking about earlier. You know, with Tony Massey and Jeff Brady and you know, you had Randy Hollering in the middle, Christian all. I mean, they, those were some grown men dudes, right? And they they could play games with me. That's why I'm telling you, as experience, you know, you point out four week, okay, he's coming, he's not coming. That forces the quarterback on the first step in his drop is, is to take at least take a look to see if yeah. who's coming. Then you got to refocus back on your route. So if if you can cause a break in focus of a millisecond for a quarterback, 
then you've influenced the play. So that's what experience gets you on the edge and at the linebacker position because you're thinking, okay, you know, what, what blitz is this? Or, you know, and, and it makes you pause just for a brief second and then you get back on the play. But that brief pause can disrupt your trust, your relationship with the receivers running routes. I'm sure back in the day, too, that you, you were wearing a red jersey and you never got hit by any of those defensive players. Yeah, no, that, that was an invention that followed my play. It was after my <laughs> playing career. Uh, Oliver Barnett used to throw me around like crazy. <laughs> but we had a deal. Me and Ollie. Ollie was an All-American, obviously, here in Kentucky. Had the sacks record, quarterback sack record for 30 years almost until Josh Allen broke it. He came to me when camp started and he said, here's the deal. If you make me chase you, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so when I get to you, just go down. But if I have to run after you, I'm going to hurt you. Was, yes, sir. And that's what I did. If he got near me, I flopped, man. I was like a Duke power forward, man. I flopped and, and I was on the ground because I wasn't going to make Mr. Barnett chase me. <laughs> oh, man. I could just imagine that. that um, I can I can hear uh, Jerry Claiborne like Freddie Wayne. Yeah, get yeah. off the field. Yeah, no. And <laughs> listen, Oliver Barnett trumped Jerry Claiborne because Claiborne <laughs> could only get me with a whistle. Ollie could get me with that forearm, and I did not want any part of Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this has been fun, Freddie. It's been yeah, fun. a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on, and I like this new. Yeah technology stuff that i'm figuring out i know our guy youtube trey is is making us look nice and shiny on the ksr youtube channel if you haven't yet subscribed big thanks to morgan and morgan for the people.com and our friends at port royal plants portroyalplants.com check them out give them a try today and uh freddie we're, we're gonna have a lot more to come this season we're still trying to get our schedule figured out you yeah. know training camp for us too but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get into a nice routine where you know that Whatever day of the week it is, you'll be able to find either uh, the depth chart or 11 personnel or pin it deeper, whatever it may be. Yeah, this this week really, you know, starts my uh, craziness until January because, you know, work with Maria uh, during some during the day some, and then high school takes a big – high school football takes a big part of my time, and then obviously UK. So uh, it's busy. I'm actually going down to Union College on Sunday. No. And take a look at them. Uh, that's going to be fun. John Luttrell's the head coach down there, a friend of mine, Chaz Martin. So I want to I want to check those uh, check that check out the Bulldogs there. But you know it's nonstop from here until January fourth, and uh, the, for us the summertime is over and it's time to go to work. So I, I enjoy it. Time to go to work uh, for the team. That's right for the people. <laughs>